The Brain on Love The Highs and the Lows Love is the most beautiful, the most fulfilling, the most precious feeling in the world. Humans would do anything for love. Although, when it is not returned, brings suffer, pain, heartache. It is the thing that you live for, but also many died for love. It is great until it isn't. So, what drives us to pursue it when we rationally know that it can be something tricky, risky, unclear, unsecure? Why do people experience love? Hello, my name is Selena. And welcome to my podcast, Alive and Awake. I'm so happy that you are here, that you made it. I'm a scientist with a PhD in biochemistry that is interested in how human brain functions at a biochemical level and how our brain's wiring expands towards total awakening. Why do we become spiritual creatures? Why do we believe in God? and how that helps us ease brain health issues. Lust, like, love. Three different states of mind, not necessarily including each other. All three controlled by our cauliflower-like organ, brain. Prefrontal cortex, hypothalamus, and pituitary gland working on the spot. Sex hormones drive lust. Dopamine, norepinephrine and serotonin are in charge of attraction or liking, while vasopressin and oxytocin are key to love. Lust is oftentimes called desire for basic sexual gratification, but it is everything but basic, driven by hormones, testosterone and estrogen, this emotion fulfills one of the most important actions as beings, reproduction. And with that plays a role in an evolutionary process. Both testosterone and estrogen are produced by sex organs characteristic for male and female organism, testes and ovaries respectively. The process itself is controlled by hypothalamus. A process of attraction to someone or liking someone may be connected to lust, but certainly does not have to be. Main hormones involved are dopamine, norepinephrine and serotonin. Since the main road that drives the, this process is through the reward path of the brain, in real life that expresses itself as in a way addictive behavior. Euphoria that exists then can be associated 
with the one while using cocaine or alcohol. Kissing alone can be addictive and can produce high states. When we like someone so much that we cannot sleep, eat, think, and all our energy is focused on that specific person, that's the feeling. Dopamine and norepinephrine levels rise, making us goofy, ecstatic, impatient, while lower levels of serotonin make us unable to sleep and decrease our appetite. We are only hungry for love. As the time passes and we are still with the person that we were hungry for, those emotions can grow into love. Love is present in a long-term relationship when we know the person well enough that some other pathways in our brain make us feel safe, calm, secure. Love is the amazing feeling that can come into our lives and make us surrender to someone completely. We can be loved for a long time or left alone heartbroken. Hormones secreted when we are attracted to someone are different than the ones when we are in love or attached to someone. And those are primarily oxytocin and vasopressin. Oxytocin is produced in the hypothalamus and released into the bloodstream by the pituitary gland called master gland of the endocrine system. Oxytocin's main function is to facilitate childbirth, one of the reasons why it is also called the love drug or love hormone. According to love biologist Don Maslar, dopamine and vasopressin are vital for a man to start falling in love, while oxytocin and dopamine are vital and crucial for women. Oxytocin plays an important role in men, but at a later stage of the emotional attachment. However, nothing that is too much is good, which also applies to dopamine and vasopressin or oxytocin. We can become jealous or perform adultery. Our own biochemistry can turn on us and make our life miserable and hurtful. Scientific research until now has shown that these feelings can be biochemically explained. However, is there more to that? If it is only biochemistry, then we could practically be with anyone on the planet. However, this is not the case. There is a search for the soulmate, the one. Is there more to that than just producing chemicals? How our conscious mind makes this emotion to be so special and so powerful? That is still not known. Research is to be continued. When love does not work, 
when people are heartbroken and suffering and they are wondering how to continue with their lives, some decide to find answers looking into spirituality and faith in order to find that there is a higher power, some other purpose, different, unconditional love that will never leave us. And it is essentially part of us. Each existing religion or spiritual movement has its own name for love. But love is always present. Love is the one thing that brings us together. For example, Christian Bible speaks of two types of love. Philia, which is brotherly love, and agape, which is divine love. In Judaism, there are three forms of love. The love of God, neighbor, and strangers. The act of giving increases the level of love. Islamic religious texts talk about divine love and human love. Hinduism has five stages of love. Atma Prema, self-love. Bhakti, towards all creations, connecting to the love of God. Mairi, compassionate love, kindness. Shringara, romantic love. And Kama, love that comes from attraction and desire. Buddhism has four elements of love. Maitri, kindness. Karuna, compassionate love and understanding. Mudita, joy. And Upeksha, total acceptance. Turning our switch towards having faith and believing that everything in our lives is happening with a reason that sometimes is not clear to us and is yet to be understood can feel as a blanket in the difficult situations that we are in. Studies are being done and will be still performed on this topic, but the initial results are showing that fate helps in treating depression, anxiety, PTSD and related side effects coming from these health problems. Fate produces feelings of safety, compassion, empathy and understanding. Replacing pain from a broken relationship with these new emotions can slowly ease the mind and heal the grief. By replacing the bad memories with the new positive ones, our brain can rewire to feel more positive and joyful. It is a form of, let's say, self-healing similar to the one that we are supposed to do when we are working with a therapist. Feeling like you're connected to others, that you're cared about, calms amygdala with oxytocin release. Also, cortisol levels are going up, which tells hypothalamus that there is enough of stress hormone and there is no need to produce more of it. Essentially, love heals love. And 
I am looking forward to many upcoming discoveries to be made on this topic. Of course, today's quote has to be about love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. This is part of Corinthians from Christian Bible. I wish you a wonderful day and a wonderful week. I wish you to love and to be loved, even if it hurts. It can only make you better and stronger. Keep on believing and keep on loving. Until next time. Lots of love, Selena. And don't forget that each episode is followed by a blog post on www.aliveandawake.org. Mm-hmm.